Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. All right. What's up, everybody? Very, very excited for this episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple cool things today. We will be talking about the five mistakes that roller derby skaters make when it comes to training. But more importantly, and most excitingly, we are introducing Sonia Terrio, aka Slayance, <laughs> our newest crash course coach. We're so excited that you're joining us. I'm super stoked. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, inviting me to join the team. Yeah, we're very, very excited. And I have to tell everyone, we've been going through quite an extensive interview process. We had a ton of people apply for the position. If anyone is listening that applied, it was a really, really hard decision. We had some really awesome people that wanted to join the team. But ultimately, it is you, my dear. It is me. It's you. And we're just so excited about you have so much knowledge and you have so much fire. And so we're really excited for you to get to share that knowledge and love and snuggles, not just with, you know, our members in Crash Course and Transformation, but also with our Crash Course community through all of our different ways that we do that. Facebook lives, podcasts, all the fun things. So thank you for taking the time to be here today to introduce yourself. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to meeting everybody and learning everybody's story and their journey and playing a small minor role in all of it. Yeah, it's very exciting. So, okay, so first things first, we're going to do a little bit of a get to know you. So, tell us a little bit. So, you have been a personal trainer for 14 years. You've been playing roller derby for seven. Seven. Uh-huh, with main yes. roller derby, right? You also yes. are involved with WFTDA, right? And I am, yes. I joined the WFTDA um, Fair Play Committee, and we are, you know, all a bunch of rule nerds, and we are setting precedents and, you know, going forth. Uh, mostly right now we're planning for next season. So, yeah, lots of exciting things happening with WFTDA. And awesome. as well as main roller derby. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So, well, tell us a little bit. Okay. So obviously playing derby for seven years, you've probably learned some things. Like what would you say <laughs> are like, I don't know, like your top five lessons that maybe you've learned in your first years. We have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are like newbies. And then we get a lot of veteran skaters too. And so I think it's always really important, especially with newer skaters coming in that like they understand that this is like a long, like this is once you're in, you're in for life kind of thing. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned along the way. So what do you think are some of your biggest ones? Ah, uh, goodness. I mean, honestly, with Derby, you learn something new every day. Let's be real. Like you show up and you're like, I was completely unaware of that. So Every day there's a lesson being learned. I would say in my first couple seasons, though, I think first and foremost, the hardest thing for me coming into this sport with already having like a sporting background and athletic background, 
I came to this sport and I sucked and I hated that. I I'm like, you know, I'm an athlete. I played hockey. I'm a personal trainer. Like I know all of this stuff. I, I should be amazing at this. And I am, I was not. And, and I sucking, I hated sucking. I still hate sucking. I still hate being new at things. And the hardest thing for me, I think those first couple seasons were showing up to practice to actually practice. Like I wanted to show up to practice and be good at everything. And I would actually avoid the things that I wasn't good at, which seems counterintuitive, but I just absolutely could not stand not being the best right off the hop. And then things started settling in and clicking and realizing practice is to practice. It's to learn. It's to grow. It's to build. And if I avoid all of these sticky situations that I don't enjoy, then I'm never going to get better. So I embrace the suck. And, you know, it's like when you take that first hard fall, you know, up until that point, you don't understand it. And then you take that first hard fall and you're like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Okay. I can do this. The worst that's going to happen is I'm going to fall. I'm going to maybe look silly for a second. I'm going to embrace that and just keep growing and learning and building from there. So that was definitely a challenging lesson that took a a very long time for me to embrace. And there were still moments where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to try that because I'm not going to be good at it. And then I'm like, but gotta do it. Gotta do it. Just suck it up. So yeah, it's okay to suck. It's okay to be a beginner. Well, and I think that's one of the hard things about roller derby too, is it's not a sport where you just put on shoes and you go and learn the sport. Like you actually have to learn to like, you have to learn a skill before you can actually like learn to play the sport. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And then it's, it's, it's chaos. I mean, you have eight wheels on your feet and you're skating fast and people are trying to hit you. And then there's gameplay and there's, it's just, there's, you're playing offense, you're playing defense. You're, there's so much happening all at once. So there's no one simple skill to learn and be great at. You just, you know, you suck at everything. You're good at at some things and then you suck a little less and you're good at more. And it's just, it's a constant evolution, but you've got to get in there and you've got to try, you got to, you got to put in the work, you got to look silly. And I look silly all the time. And now I just, I embrace it. <laughs> I would say another lesson I, in my senior years now, cause I'm, I'm starting to feel like a derby grandma where we're bringing in all these fresh face, wide eyed noobs. And I'm like 21 year olds. Oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, like, they're, they're so young. And I, I, so I'm the derby grandma now. And, you know, in my later years here, there's always room for basics. There's always room for revisiting the basics, the simple skills, the, the fundamentals, those building blocks. I, I, I love to jump back into some freshy training once a year, just to like, see where my skills are at. And then also look back and remember how fucking hard it was to learn some of this stuff. And now I just do it without thinking about it. And I'll have younger skaters approach me and be like, how do you, how do you do this? And I'm like, what did I do? Like, I I'm not even aware of what I'm doing because having those skates on my feet and doing it is just second nature now. So going back to the fundamentals of those building blocks, and they really strengthen, you know, the higher level skills, the higher level gameplay, but I was just revisiting those basics. So that kind of goes hand in hand with being a beginner. Even if you're not a beginner, go back to the beginning and, and 
try those things out and remember where you were and see and feel all the progress you've made as well. It's so um, easy to take that for granted too, it, like how far we've come. Absolutely. How much of a struggle, I mean, you know, crossovers, like how much of a struggle it was to do crossovers. And now it's just something that my body does without even thinking, like I can have a conversation and be doing crossovers and, and, and not even thinking about it. So that's amazing to me. So just revisiting that. Another lesson it's challenging and has been challenging to learn is plateaus. They happen. They're going to happen. And it's just an indication that you need to level up in some way, you know, like don't live there. It's a stepping stone. Like, why are you not progressing? Address that. Is it, you know, what do you need to change? Are you just phoning in at a practice and then going home and thinking, I've got years under my belt. I'm good. I don't, I'm, I'm going to get better. I'm just, it will happen someday. And it doesn't happen. And you have to put in that work and effort. And what worked for me three years ago doesn't work for me now. What worked for me three weeks ago may not be serving me now. So it's just revisiting when you feel like you've reached that level of, I'm not progressing. I'm not making any progress anymore. And I would say after that first season, like where you learn everything, I mean, everything's thrown at you. You learn everything. You make all these great strides. And then there's just sort of that period of time where you have those things, but it doesn't feel like we're improving on it. So what do we need to work in the program? What do we need to work in the plan? Is it something on skates? Is it something off skates? Is it mindset? Is it nutrition? Like what's going on here that you feel stuck and addressing that. And then typically, you know, when we have a plateau, that change is just right there. It just needs that little extra something. We talk to a lot of our, our clients about this too. And you'll, I mean, you already know this as a personal trainer is it's like, look, like what got you, you know, onto the B team in the last 12 weeks is not going to be the same thing that's going to get you onto the A team. There's that whole, have you read that book, Good to Great? No. It's a great no. book, but there's this whole concept that like good is the enemy of great. Yes. And, there's, yes. Yeah. There's a quote that I revisit and I, I honestly, it's, it's escaping me who the quote is, but once you realize you don't have to be perfect, then you can be good. So it's just, it's being good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really, it's, it's definitely a challenging thing. I think when we hit plateaus and realizing like, I have to do something different, you know, it's like, I have to, you can't just do the same workouts for like a year. Like they're going to give you gains for like, you know, a solid chunk of time, but then you have to do something. You have to either work harder. You have to lift more. You have to go longer. Like you have to do something. And I think too, like you said, people get comfortable at practice. Yes. Yes. I get comfortable at practice. I know, <laughs> like, right? I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is, this is comfortable. It feels good. But then that's, that's not where the change is going to happen. I mean, if you're not challenged, you're not going to change. So it's, it's constantly just pushing it a little bit more or in a different way so that you do have that change and that aha moment. And then, you know, it becomes old nature and then you try something else again. So yeah, let's see another lesson. Derby is a physical sport. Yes, but it's, it's a mental game and your mental prep can either make or break that game. I don't, I don't care how incredible your skills are, how many years you've been in a sport. If you don't have that mental game, then 
your your full game is going to suffer if you're if you're full of negative self-talk or geez, I really suck at the outside line. I can't cover that outside line. You've already defeated yourself. You've already told yourself and everyone else there, well, I can't do this. So then your body responds accordingly. You know, like our body does what our thoughts, you know, our thoughts dictate what our bodies do. So like, even if you show up and you're like, man, I I still have to work on this outside line business, but I'm going to cover it like a champ. I'm going to be the line today then yeah, you're helping yourself make progress there. So it's having that positive mindset. It's mentally being prepared for a game or a scrimmage, not just like showing up and then like, oh shit, I got to play. You know, like I show up to a scrimmage or a game thinking to myself, well, what are my goals today? What am I working on? What am I feeling in my body? What do I think I'm capable of today? What kind of practice do I need and deserve today? I mentally prep for that situation and you know, that's, that's a big game changer. Also just getting stuck in your own head, overanalyzing, looking too much at the details and, and, you know, not like taking a step back and being like, Hey, this is a game. I'm going to have fun and work on my skills and develop things and, and hang out with my teammates and encourage them. And, you know, it's just the mental game is big. And I hear a lot of younger players, you know, They'll skate off the track and be like, here's what I did wrong. And it's like, but why is that your main focus? You're just leaving the track and you're telling everybody as well as yourself, these are the things I'm focusing on. Like, I really want people to leave the track and be like, hey, this is what I did right. And next time I'm going to work on that over there, or this is where we found success. And it, it just changing that perspective definitely helps the game for sure. A hundred percent. We talk all the time about how negative is normal and positive takes practice. Oh my gosh. And it's, it's so easy to believe the negative and it's so much more difficult to believe the positive, you know, even when you're complimenting someone, I mean, it doesn't have to be in the derby world, but I just like, I'll compliment a new skater. And I'm like, you are doing amazing at this skill. And they're like, nah, I'm, you know, and they point out all of their flaws and I'm like, no, take, take that compliment, let it resonate hold it in yourself and just like build from there because the, the negativity, it's got to go. It's got yeah. to go. Yeah. And my biggest lesson in my derby career and life in general, overtraining is, <laughs> is so much more detrimental than undertraining. In my opinion, I mean, undertraining, you know, there there's, it's not great. Like, you know, you're going to show up, you can't expect different results if you're not training for something, but overtraining. I, I don't know how to rest. Like I, I want to know what the rest muscle is and how to train it. So like on my off days, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going beast mode or this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, I have learned in my years that recovery is just as important as the training. The sleep is just as important as the training. The recovery modalities, whether it be going to get a massage or maybe, you know, you need extra ice and ibuprofen and you need a nap the next day. Those are all part of training. And, and it's just really important to not overtrain. My first year in Derby was also the year I started training to run my first Boston Marathon. So I'm extending my running miles. I'm learning this new Derby skill. I don't want to miss anything. So I'm going to practices five days a week. I'm visiting other teams and skating with them. I'm in the gym still strength training. 
and I'm amping up my running miles. And, you know, 18 months into my, my skating career, I had my first knee surgery because I was over training. I mean, genetics didn't play, didn't help me, but also the overtraining, my joints, my knees, my hips could not take that level of training, but I was I was so amped. I was so pumped. I was so ready to go. And I wanted to be the best derby player in the world. And I also wanted to be a marathon runner. So that means more, 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 more. And eventually your body tells you, no, we can't sustain this. And that's when you start getting the injuries, you start getting burnt out and, you know, the activities start losing joy at that point. So it's finding that balance of, how much training, you know, is enough so that you are making strides and gains in your sport, but also you've got to supplement that with rest. You've got to supplement that with other activities. You, you have to balance it with your life and you have to be gentle with yourself on that. If I miss two days of training, I'm not going to forget how to play roller derby, you know, or I'm not going to lose my entire muscle mass or my, my cardiovascular abilities resting. And you know, after rest, some of the best practices, some of the best games I've ever had come with, with rest. And I know this as a trainer, but I just, I'm like, no, no, not me, not me. Yes. It's a constant process of like reminding ourselves, you know, and that's something important to remember guys is like, we work on this stuff just as much as anyone else does. You know, it's not about us teaching from a place of like, oh, we're perfect. And we know exactly like we're working on resting and stretching and, and all of those things right at the same, as same as you guys are. Okay. So in our final minutes here, um, I want to talk about five mistakes that you think roller derby skaters make when it comes to training. Well, obviously overtraining, we're going to go there first and foremost, just doing too much, getting too crazy, you know, all these like accessory muscles, things like that. Let it just keep it simple. Start with the basics, keep with the basics, you know, the squats, the lunges, the, the unilateral training. Let's see what else revisiting my, my lessons. There's, there's room for the basics. So whether it be on skate or off skates, you know, focus on those basic skills, focus on the gross motor movements and the other stuff will come later on. Let's see what else not training for sports specificity. You know, derby has a unique set of skills and requirements. And if you're just going to the gym and bench pressing and squatting, but not like really thinking about how is this serving my game, there has to be specificity there. If if you want to get better as a jammer, you got to work on foot speed. You got to work on those foot drills. If you want to be a stronger blocker, work on stability, work on your core, work on your back. Let's see, what else do I have for tips or, or things that I see individuals doing wrong? You know, maybe not getting enough outside cardio or just relying on practices as the workout. I, you, you know, you can, you can go to two to three practices a week, but really what's going to make you a better skater is what you do in your off time. What, what you're focusing on, you know, are you, are you getting your cardio in? Are you getting your strength training? Are you getting your mobility in? That's another key one. I see a lot of people neglecting stretching, mobility, pliability. I look at these amazing squirrely jammers and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lift more and I'm going to be like that. And then I see their movements and I'm like, 
no, I've got to stretch more. I've got to work on my own pliability. I don't think my body goes in that way. So that's what I have to focus on. So definitely honoring the stretching, the mobility, the things that aren't like the sexy things that, you know, we, we see as like being the cool workout thing, like getting your PR and your squats or something. That's like the sexy part. But then there's, there's the stretching, there's the yoga practice, whatever you're doing to keep that mobility and take care of the body, always take care of the body. You serve the body and it will serve you. Yeah, yeah. I'm drawing a blank now. That's, that's, <laughs> I love that. I love putting people on the spot. No, this yeah. is great. I'm, Sonia, I'm super, I'm super excited to have you joining us. The, the level of like knowledge that you have. I mean, obviously we had you like make some workouts for us, like as examples and we're like, Oh, these are so good. Our clients are going to fucking slay it. Yeah. That's, like, that's really our mission, right? It's, it's sports specificity. It's helping people through those plateaus. It's continuing to switch things up and it's providing like all those love and snuggles to help them with the mental game. And we just yes. feel like you embody all of that. So we're mm -hmm. very excited to welcome you. If anyone is watching or listening and has questions for Sonia, you can feel free to drop them in the comments. You will be seeing more of her as we move forward with Crash Course. Obviously, if you decide to work with us in Crash Course, you will be making you some killer workouts. We are very, very excited to have you. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. If you love what you're hearing, please feel free to screenshot this, share it on social media, tag us, tag me, tag Sonia. What's your Insta? Fun in the sun 14. Wow. I don't think I'm putting me on the spot. Like I know. who am I? Who am I? I? Identity crisis. Yes. Fun in the sun 14 is Fun my in Insta. 14. <laughs> Feel free to go follow her to go check it out. But yeah, we're super, super excited to have you join the team and thank you everyone for listening and joining. We really do believe that life is a contact sport and she who touches the most lives wins. So we will catch you guys on the flip side in another episode. See you later. Bye.